Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Welcome to this week's Z to A podcast with me, Jules and Mark. Hello. From the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Now each week we pick a letter from the Z to A of life skills. From that letter we choose a topic and discuss ways of using our tools and tips to help your own personal development and life. So this week we have chosen... We have chosen the letter M for marathon. Not M for Mark this week, it's M for marathon. (laughs) (laughs) We've chosen this because life can feel a bit like a marathon, can't it? Yep, it can be tough, it can be time to dig in, it can be time when you're really, really struggling. Do you know, we're at the beginning of June now, aren't we? We're halfway through this year, so, you know, if you set yourself some goals or things that you wanted to achieve at the beginning of the year, you may be thinking that you're hitting that wall because you're six months or halfway there and not quite where you thought you'd want to be. I know it's amazing it's June and a lot of people sometimes say it's really scary isn't it it's June already where is the time gone but if we embrace the time and we look at how to make the most of it it's not actually that scary at all really is it but it is time to dig in sometimes. Yeah and I think that's the thing with time everybody says oh doesn't it go fast these days and it no it doesn't. (laughs) The 24 hours pass within 24 hours every day it's what you do with your time that counts. However, if you're a teenager, sometimes it goes a bit slower because sometimes teens say, oh, I'm bored, I need something to do, life's boring. So it can go both ways, can't it? Yeah, time can go both ways and you can look at it different ways. Now, we've said that life can feel like a marathon and often you hit that wall. Now, what that means, whether you're running a marathon or you're trying to achieve your goals sometimes you get to that point where if you're running you completely run out of energy absolutely zapped and you think you've got nothing left and yet you've still got x amount of miles left to do and that's the same in life you're trying to achieve the goals that you've set you're working really really hard and then all of a sudden it feels like you're a million miles away from what it is that you're trying to achieve and you can't see the wood for the trees, as they say, about being able to make those achievements. And that causes you an immense amount of stress and you just feel very isolated that you're not going to achieve what it is that you're trying to do. You can hit the wall with exercise or just in life in general, can't you? I hit the wall in the London Marathon one year at 23 miles. So I got 3.2 miles to go and it felt horrendous for two miles thinking... I can run 5k which is just over three miles I can do that I do that all the time but I had no energy and there's crowds cheering you on going come on you can do it was that your first one no that was actually my fourth London marathon the first London marathon hit the wall at 16 miles which was even worse because I tend to go (laughs) that was absolutely awful that day I wanted to sit down at 18 and just quit but as you say it's just like life isn't it you can get to that point where you just want to quit And people around you are saying, come on, you can do it. You can get to the finish line. You can achieve your goal. 
and then you start comparing yourself with the people that are running past you as well and yeah. looking stronger and fitter and more equipped to get to that finish line. So life is like a marathon. It is. You've just made the analogy with the running, but if you're trying to achieve something like at the moment, it's exam time and a very, very stressful time for teenagers, parents of teenagers that are going through this. And right at this moment, it must feel that it's never going to end But you are sort of hitting those final hurdles now and probably are running out of steam a little bit because (laughs) it's just relentless. But yeah, you need to maybe take a little step back if that's where you are in life at the moment with whatever it is you're trying to do. Take a step back and have a little look where you are, reflect and find that last little bit of drive inside yourself to hit that finish line. I'm now going to talk a little bit about our book, but not Don't Get Your Neck Tattooed this week. We're going to talk about the book Half Man, Half Marathon. So we've talked about marathons, but a lot of people who know me know that I like to run half marathons, do things by halves. (laughs) I thought you'd like that one. I do call him Half a Job Harry. Half a Job Harry. There you go. (laughs) I do half a job and run half a marathon. But I wrote a little bit in the book and the chapter's called What Next? A Marathon. And I'd done my first half marathon at the Great North Run up Mm. in the northeast, which was a fabulous day. And I remember people kept saying to me, oh, you've done the Great North Run now. What next? You must do London. So I did. Yeah, yeah, I started preparing and training. You worked at YMCA at the time. and We got a place through Mm -hmm. those guys. We've done a lot of fundraising for the YMCA, which is amazing. But one thing I found that I really learned through that marathon experience was two big takeaways. The first one was... Don't eat loads of takeaways. That wasn't actually one of my takeaways, really. Oh, right. Is that supposed to be? Is that one of your witty comments? It was one of my witty comments. Witty comment. I was going to say we don't eat takeaways. No, I know. So don't eat takeaways when you do marathon. Although I know people that do. But anyway, my two big takeaways. The first one was the distractions. So at the time, I loved playing football, Mm. and I wasn't prepared to stop playing football. So I used to skip my long runs and play football instead. And the second one was not preparing properly by not going out and doing my long runs, which sort of combined with the first one, because I was playing football, I wasn't doing the distances that you probably need for your body to get used to running 26.2 miles. So I mentioned a minute ago, I hit the wall at about 16 miles because my longest run was actually 16 and a half miles. So the next time I ran the London Marathon the following year, I decided to get my distances up a little bit and do the 20 mile runs that people suggested. But also I used to go out with friends on a Sunday morning, didn't I? Get up really early on a Sunday morning. Wow, that was really hard. And go out and run with other people. And that's similar to life, isn't it? You can get distracted by other shiny objects. Easily. You can get distracted by doing nothing as well. You can also find that you just don't prepare properly. And there'll be a lot of teenagers who are sitting exams now and young adults who are going through exams and thinking, I haven't done enough preparation now. Yeah. But I guess the thing is, I went back and ran London Marathon the following year, and that shows that you can sometimes get another chance in life. However, you did a marathon in 2017. We actually did two, but your first one, I think you prepared a bit better than me, didn't you? I did. (laughs) There's two reasons for that. Was Originally, the first marathon I was going to do was going to be later on in the year. Uh, However, you talked me into doing one very early on in that year, which was April, which gave me very little time to get prepared. So I put a plan together and I stuck quite rigidly to the plan in terms of what distance and how much time I was going to get out on my feet so that I could achieve it. And I did really well, did a good time, but I still hit a wall. There was a point 
on that marathon where I absolutely wanted to give up. Totally. Everything hurt. My hips hurt. My feet hurt. (laughs) And all I wanted to do was sit down and give up. But I desperately, desperately wanted to achieve this as well. So honestly, I dug in really, really deeply and did that last... I think it was three and a half, four miles out and back. And uh, oh my goodness, that feeling of actually achieving it was amazing. So I'm really glad I dug in. It's amazing when you cross the line and it's like achieving that goal, isn't it? You get so, so excited at the end. You probably feel exhausted. You probably feel like you want to just sit down and never do that again. I'm going to quote a little bit from the book here as well from my mate Sharky, who's an absolute local oh, running legend. legend absolutely isn't he? legend. Yeah. And he put, I run the London Marathon in 2003. And he mentioned his time and he said, I swore I would never run a marathon again. <laughs> now, back in May, I was there at the finish line when he completed his 200th marathon. So it does just show that sometimes you think, never again. I've hit that wall. I'm not going through that again. But then you use your experience to move forward with things in life. Do you know, that's true. So, you know, as you're going through life, you know, you're going to hit walls where things don't go as planned and you run out of steam, basically. And we're not just talking about running, but the thing to do is recognise when that's happening and know where your wall is. And then you can then maybe push it further back than where it is now. It sometimes can feel a little bit like a weakness that when you've hit the wall thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, everybody else is better than me, but it isn't. But the idea being is to understand and know where your wall is. And when you're approaching it, when you're feeling those feelings of stress or anxiety because you're not achieving what you think you should be doing, and you could turn that into a reminder to draw upon your strengths. Because quite often when you hit that wall in life, you may have been there once before, understanding and reflecting back on times where you've hit it before, what did you draw on then? And using those skills to help you get through those particular difficult moments, like we mentioned earlier about the exams. You know, you really are on those last hurdles. So uh, draw on every ounce of skill, support and help you can that you've got around you to get you through this. Now, there's a chapter in Half Man, Half Marathon called Personal Bests. And that's the thing I really love about running is you see people winning the races, but you also see people coming in the middle or Mm. the last person to cross the line. And sometimes that is their personal best. And a friend once said, run your own race. Yeah. Do you remember that? We was at a conference and she stood on stage and likened life to running and saying, run your own race and avoid the self-comparison. Now, it's really, really difficult to not compare ourselves with others. I'm not going to run a marathon in two hours like Kipchoge or whatever. (laughs) Nor am I. (laughs) (laughs) Which is absolutely fine. But it's actually being cool with things like that in life to know that you're doing your best, not Mm. being the best. And we've talked about that quite a lot of podcasts. And this is something we do in our business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And we quite often go for awards because it's really, really nice to be recognised. We sometimes have that imposter (laughs) syndrome. I always remember when we put in for the Best Enterprising Business of the Year Award that very first year. We went to the awards evening, we got through to the finals. And you were pretty confident, weren't you? You were, I think we're going to win it. We're We're going to win it. And 
In my mind, it was, I know we're a business. I know, and I know we're very good at what we do, but we didn't always feel like a business because it's just us two, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 we won't win. And to my absolute surprise, we won it, didn't we? We won it that night and I tripped over trying to, in my excitement, trying to get up from the table. <laughs> I got my foot caught in the tablecloth and... It was just incredible, an amazing, amazing feeling. It was. It was incredible that you didn't pull the tablecloth off. I know. But it was even more incredible winning it. So that leads me nicely into a chapter called Winner, Winner, Veggie Dinner. Not a chicken one then. No, you can't say Winner, Winner, Chicken (laughs) Dinner when you don't like chicken. So obviously being vegetarian, that's why I called it Winner, Winner, Veggie Dinner. But yeah, this is all about imposter syndrome. When I started running, I started running because I wanted to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting personal best, which is all about me and running my own race. But then I actually began to wonder what it'd be like to win a race. And I won the Parklands Jog and Run Halloween Fancy Dress Mile. <laughs> did you, I can't remember what you dressed as. Um, I or just, did you? I wore a witch's hat. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> it You're wasn't, not really into dress enough, are you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. So that was quite funny because it didn't feel real. Then I won a Christmas run, which was by the same organisation, Parklands Jog and Run. Then a couple of years ago, I did an event called the Olympic Challenge. Nothing to do with the Olympics. It just had an Olympic-shaped medal on it. In fact, it was the biggest medal I've ever seen. And there was lots of cake and chocolate that day. So this was right up my street. So it was a six-hour timed event where you could run as far or as little as you want. A little bit like the marathon that you did, Mm. that you trained for your first one. So I chose half marathon distance. And when I crossed the line, because people had been going off at different paces and different distances, the organiser, Travis his name is, a great guy, came over to me, gave me my medal and stuck a little badge on it and it said first finisher. So I'd won my first half marathon and I walked away from it telling everybody that, yeah, well, it was only an event where a few different people started at different times and everything and some people did it quicker than me in the marathon distance or whatever. So that imposter syndrome kicked in. But I went back and done another one of his events called the Chocathon. The Chocathon. What oh. do you think the Chocathon's all about? Let me think. <laughs> you chocolate. get loads of chocolate at the end. So that fed my addiction, obviously. When the organiser, Travis, gave the announcement at the start and explained the route to everybody, he went, oh, just follow Mark. He's local. He knows where he's going. So I went off along this footpath along by the river. And when we got to this point where we had to turn around after about a mile and a half, we had to turn sort of right and go across a bridge I couldn't hear any footsteps behind me and I knew I was going the right way one side is a river the other side is a dual carriageway so I knew that people couldn't get lost and go somewhere else and then I looked back and this guy was about three or four hundred meters behind me so I started getting really excited then thinking I'm actually leading this race and I led it right from start to finish this half marathon crossed the line got my little badge pinned on my medal again obviously loads of chocolate Came home, Jules, Jules, I've run a race. I went from start to finish, crossed the line first. But then I looked at the results and I started coming up with the imposter syndrome again that, oh yeah, but a guy done the marathon distance and he was quicker than me and somebody else done the 10K and they done it quicker. But you just have to celebrate that moment, don't you? Oh, yes. Run your own race, sit your own exam, go for your own job interview, run your own business or whatever it is you're doing in life. You do, you have to go for it. And going back to hitting that wall, sometimes it can feel like it's the end of life as you know it. But just because one chapter of your life may be coming to an end doesn't mean that your story is over. It is your own race. 
And quite often, when you've hit that wall, it feels like you've hit almost like a dead end in Mm. life, maybe if you're trying to achieve something. But you could look at it as a new beginning. You have to adapt your story, the story that you're telling yourself in order to get through those difficulties ahead, that story of you. You can't turn back. You can't pack up and just say, that's it, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) You still have to find a little way to, to move forward. And it could just simply be that hit that brick wall in life and all you need to say to yourself, okay, it just means that this doesn't end here. You just have a brand new chapter in life, a new story to create. I absolutely love that. So talking of chapters, we've got one final chapter (laughs) and it's called Congratulations on Finishing from (laughs) Half Man Half Marathon. (laughs) Now this was really great. I loved writing this chapter because I asked some friends for tips on running and what tips they would give to somebody who's just starting out. And this links to life as well. The first tip was a lot of people said, make sure you have the right kit. So having the right tools in life Mm -hmm. is really key, isn't it? Uh, Also, surrounding yourself with like-minded, crazy friends. (laughs) Yes. Find your support crew. That's what you need, isn't it? A study buddy, a support crew, Mm -hmm. a cheerleader. They're brilliant, aren't they? And one called Techno Techno, which is embracing technology to help you. Yeah, use it. Use it. But my favourite one was the final one, and it says, oh, and don't forget the cake. (laughs) Sometimes, you've said it loads of times before, we just need to eat the cake. Or in my case, do the chocathon. There was actually a -a cake-a-thon as well. What do you reckon that was was all about? I want to do the wine one, though. (laughs) Oh, yes. And we've done a -a beer-a-thon too. I think that really sums up a final tip I've just thought of is just have fun. Yeah, just have fun. And changing your thoughts can change your life. So instead of thinking, oh, this isn't working, change those thoughts and those words that you speak to yourself and go for it. Run your life. I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) Run your best life. (laughs) Run your best life. So thank you again to everybody for listening in this week. It's been wonderful to join you and you to join us, of course. If you want to get a copy of our book, Half Man, Half Marathon, you can go to our website and also find loads of other tools at futuretoolbox.co.uk. We're also on social media, so you can go to Facebook, Instagram or TikTok. TikTok. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on LinkedIn because we are... Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. (laughs) So we look forward to catching you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.